Hello, everyone, and welcome back to week two of the Frankenstein podcast. Everybody say hello. Hello. Uh, Today we are talking about science in Frankenstein and around the time it was written. We've done research on Erasmus Darwin, a notable scientist of the 1800s. We'll be looking into his background, education, scientific contributions, and how science as well as religion influenced Mary Shelley's writing of Frankenstein. So, Becky, tell us about Shelley and Darwin. I'd love to, Ashley. Um, I found both Darwin and Shelley's background, back, background quite interesting, actually. We'll start with the most significant scientist of the time, Erasmus. Erasmus was born in Nottingham, England in 1731. He sadly passed in 1802 when he was 70 years old. Growing up, Erasmus was the youngest of seven children, having three older brothers and three older sisters. Darwin married twice, not by choice either. Mary Howard was his first marriage. This marriage suddenly came to an end when she suddenly passed in 1770. He then later got married to his second wife, Elizabeth Pohl, leaving him with a total of 14 kids. Now, I don't know what you guys think about this, but that was pretty shocking to me. Yeah, that's crazy. Imagine sharing a bathroom with 13 siblings. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) Growing up, Darwin was very engaged in school and learning. Nothing amazed him more than medicine and invention. I'm excited to see what Kolb has to say when we get further into our discussion about his education. That being said, I want to briefly go over the author, Mary Shelley. Shelley was originally from London, London, England, (laughs) sorry, and was born in 1797. She sadly passed in 1851 when she was 53 years old from brain cancer. On Shelley's free time, she loved to read books and had a passion for using her imagination in ways like no one else. I read in one of the articles that um, she loved to just go into her um, father's library and just pick out books. And she used this as like escaping from reality because her at-home life wasn't the best and she didn't really get along with her stepmom. So um, I read that she like daydreamed a lot and that was like her use of like escaping and using her imagination in different ways. Um, So yeah, her home life wasn't the best, which led her to escape to Scotland later on in her life, where she met her husband, Percy Florence, later on naming their after them. So that's a little recap of... um, Now, Cope, can you tell us a little bit about Darwin's education? What school did he first study at? Thank you. Um, Darwin started, um, he went to Chesterfield School from the age of 9 to 18, where he soared above all the other students. He was awarded the Lord Exeter Scholarship to St. John's College in Cambridge, Mass. Um, This only lasted one year before he studied mathematics and medicine at Cambridge University from 1750 to 1754, and he received his MB in 1755. Then he decided to attend medical school at Edinburgh University from the year 1754 to 1755. This is where he was seen for his radical points of view and the Catholic Church was not his biggest fan at all because his ideas of human nature and you know the Catholic Church had a lot of power back then so that was not good. And in 1756 right after school he landed his first job as a doctor in Stadfordshire, England 
He learned a lot and became very well respected. He was even offered a job to become the royal doctor by King George III. But surprisingly, he rejected the offer. The offer, And I don't know what you guys think about that, but I don't think I would do that personally. Yeah, definitely wouldn't do that. But uh, by MB, you mean Bachelor of Medicine, right? Correct, yes. Correct. Um, So... Anyways, oh, so, Emily, now that we know a little bit about Darwin's early days of studies, why don't you tell us about how this led him to contribute so much to science in his later years? Yes, I would love to. So, Erasmus Darwin had many contributions to science, which I found really interesting. Darwin used the Copernican Revolution, which was invented in 1543, and it was the understanding of the universe, and this is where they discovered how the sun revolves around the earth. So Darwin took his own information and kind of put his own twist on it. Darwin's revolution is viewed as figuring out the place that humans and different species have on this planet. Darwin discovered that organisms are adapted to a certain way of life and they are adapted to perform their own functions. It was Darwin's greatest accomplishment that he figured out that living organisms can be explained through natural selection. And there was this one quote in Frankenstein that can relate to Erasmus Darwin's thinking. And this is what the quote said. Besides, I have contempt for the uses of modern natural philosophy. It was very different when the masters of science saw immortality and power. Such views were grand, but now the scene was changed. So when Victor Mehesh professor, his views on science, they didn't really agree and they didn't have the same views. And since Victor didn't agree with his professor's views, he wasn't really open-minded to learning the new ways of science. So Victor just focused on his own views and he made this creation. And he was hoping that it was gonna be a human, a beautiful human in his laboratory. But instead he creates this monster that he's very disgusted by and he doesn't like. So although Victor might not like this new creation, he still has invented a new species in the world that could potentially affect the future and the society. And that was basically all I found on the contributions of science. But I know Emma took an interest in how Mary Shelley related her writing to Erasmus Darwin's views. So Emma, how did the contribution of Erasmus Darwin take place in Frankenstein? All right, so I dug into the details of the connections between Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and Erasmus Darwin. He was mentioned in the preface of the book, quote, the event on which this fiction is founded has been supposed by Dr. Darwin and some of physiological writers of Germany as not of impossible occurrence, unquote. I was curious as to why Mary Shelley had mentioned him in the first place, as it seemed rather odd, but the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. So in general terms, Erasmus Darwin had been fascinated with the idea of creating things from dead matter, where Mary Shelley had probably gotten the inspiration for Frankenstein. To examine this idea further, the creature in Frankenstein symbolizes a clean slate corrupted by the views of society. The creature had once been considered good but turned when he had been rejected by society as a general whole. Um, Mary found the idea of galvanism interesting, and for those of you who don't know what galvanism is, 
It refers to any form of medical treatment involving the application of pulses of the electric current to body tissues. So basically making the muscles contract with electricity. Um, and this is probably why she referenced Erasmus Darwin heavily, especially with the scenes that introduce lightning. Um, this could be played upon the idea that while technology might be advanced, it doesn't mean that it's always for the greater good. All right, Ashley, and what did you want to add? So uh, science at the time wasn't very controversial or challenged, really. Uh, people tended to accept things the way they were, and new theories never really gained enough credibility to scare the church. Uh, who hoped all new scientific findings would only support the history that the Bible had kind of already laid out, they thought. Uh, so Darwin's ideas became extremely popular. Kobe mentioned that the church wasn't very happy with him um, and were unchallenged for a bit, but were soon ridiculed in journals and newspapers uh, that even made satirical parodies of his work. Um, Darwin's ideas were to encourage a non-religious explanation of the world, and I think that Victor Frankenstein's character challenges all of the scientific ideas of his time as well, um, as we've heard where he didn't really agree with his professors. I also think that he was given a bit of a God complex. Uh, this might freak some people out in the church. Uh, once saying, a new species would bless me as its creator and its source. And he also kind of had the ability to stop the murders that were happening by either creating a new being um, to stop them from murdering the rest of, you know, keeping them happy. And, uh, I'm curious, what do you guys, do you guys have anything to say about that? Do you think that maybe he did have a little bit of a God complex? I agree completely. I mean, I don't think you could, I think I couldn't have said it better myself, honestly. So I also found, like, I do definitely agree with, like, the God complex, but I also think it was because of his father. He was kind of known as, like, a deadbeat dad. So it, um, it's understandable why Victor was, um, he had a God complex because he thought it was all about him. And just in general, he wanted to be the best, so... Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for joining our little discussion this week. And we hope to have you listening next time when we talk all about part three, which is Arctic exploration. Thank you so much. Everybody say bye. Thank hey, you. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. Thank you.